Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we focus on all things real estate and entrepreneurship in the Canadian market. Brought to you by your host and Canadian mortgage broker, Cameron Rahman. Now, if you'll excuse me, I gotta head off to do some training. Bye-bye. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Rahman, Canadian mortgage advisor here in Montreal, Quebec. On today's episode, we're going to talk about something that's boring for a lot of people, but that is a necessity. We're going to talk about maximizing our taxes. Now, as everybody knows right now in Canada, it is tax season and your deadline is April 30th. Um, so I brought in my CPA, Abu Bakar Choudhury, to help us out on, on taxes, give us a few tips and tricks to maximize our taxes. Um, you're going to hear me call him Takbir quite a lot during the interview as just, just a nickname we call him by. But if you were to search him up or anything like that, you would have to search up Abu Bakar Choudhury. I'm going to leave all of his information in the show notes including his email, social media, and everything, so you can reach out to him to help you out with your taxes either this year or next year. But he really knows his stuff, guys. This is going to be geared towards people who are investing to take advantage of taxes, real estate, self-employed professionals. And most likely, this will be a two-part episode as there is a lot to digest. Um, but stay tuned, guys. You're going to be learning a lot about our tax system in Canada here. Now let's get on with the interview. Hey, Takbir. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Thank you very much for coming today, man. No problem. Thank you for your invite. Perfect, perfect. So let's get started. Um, I want our listeners to, first of all, get to know who you are and what you really do. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a charter accountant, uh, charter professional accountant in uh, abbreviation OBCPA uh, in Canada. Um, mm -hmm. I have worked for uh, one of the uh, accounting firms for last four years, and then I'm doing my own practice in accounting. Um, mm -hmm. I mostly work in tax and uh, financial um, reporting side of it, you know. Um, and uh, I have clients from small companies to medium-sized uh, companies uh, for now, and this is this is my. Uh, uh, target market uh, right now for accounting as an accounting client so that's okay. pretty much who i am and what i do and my company name is ecotech accounting solution okay okay so ecotech accounting solutions right now your principal clients right now are mostly um, self-employed and business owners pretty much that's right? right that's right the small to medium size uh, clients yeah um yeah so tell us a little bit about um, taxes for 2020 what kind of changes have been made because of you know things like CERB and, and COVID kind of affecting things uh, um, quite quite a quite a lot so what kind of changes kind of happened to taxes for for Canadians this year so one of the major changes that happened uh, because of COVID was the uh, uh, working from home credit of up to uh, $400 so $2 a day um, someone uh, worked from home can claim up to 200 days a year. That's the max. So that's uh, that's one of the way to uh, giving some kind of credit to the taxpayer uh, for working from home because working from home is not cheap. You know, you have to use mm -hmm. your 
own internet you have to use your own cell phone and all these so they're just trying to give you some kind of card there um, however there are more details calculation you can do as well if the if the uh, if someone's work place gives them a form saying that uh, that person actually worked from home and uh, is able to uh, claim more expenses for example they can claim the inter internet uh, bill they can claim their phone bill and all these a, a percentage of uh, those of course mm -hmm. you cannot just claim the full amount uh, mm -hmm. but that's the details method of doing it so but this year we have seen most of the people are actually going with the simplified method and uh, claiming four hundred dollar uh, um, for the whole year uh, that's one second major uh, I think a lot of people are uh, using is a digital new subscription expenses uh, that mm -hmm. wasn't there until 2020. Okay, and what so is that exactly? So government is actually giving up to $500 of credit. You can claim up to $500, uh, mm -hmm. not the credit. You can claim $500 uh, if you are if the taxpayer is subscribed to any digital news subscription. For example, Globe and Mail. If you are uh -huh. digitally, if you are subscribed to digital version of Globe and Mail. Mm -hmm. you are able to qualify it. Oh, that's pretty cool. I yeah. didn't even know so, about that. Yeah, exactly. So a lot okay. of people didn't know because it's a very uh, new uh, concept uh, they came up with um, in 2020. And also there is another uh, big one. I think most of your uh, listener will be um, happy to hear that. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, taxpayer can withdraw up to $35,000 from their RRSP. Uh, to okay. buy their first-time uh, house. So if they qualify for first-time home buyer, there is some um, uh, criteria to to met. Um, mm -hmm. They will be able to uh, take out thirty-five thousand, up to thirty-five thousand dollar of um, cash from RSP without paying any taxes, and okay. uh, they need to pay it back within uh, fifteen years. Okay, that's great. So actually, now that you bring up the, the topic of RRSPs, um, so can you kind of give us an idea of how to take advantage of that, like the 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 RRSP and, and TFSA in terms of, you know, people and how they can kind of, um, you know, save on taxes and things like that? Like, what are the benefits of either using an RRSP or using a TFSA in terms of taxes? Okay, um, so, um, so there are two different methods to save on um, taxes. However, mm -hmm. RRSP doesn't really save you tax. Okay. What it does, okay. it defer your taxes. So for example, if you contribute, so first of all, I'll just go with, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, like an overview of both first yeah. and then I'll explain what are the difference. Yeah. So RRSP um, is a registered a retirement saving plan. So the whole mm -hmm. purpose of that is once you're 65, you'll be able to uh, take out money from your RSP uh, mm -hmm. in order for you to actually um, contribute to your RSP account. Um, government said they will reduce your income by whatever amount you're putting in on your RSP. So for example, mm -hmm. uh, let's say you have $45,000 of income Mm -hmm. And you contributed five thousand dollar to towards your RRSP account. 
um, after the the uh, deduction from your RSP, you will be able to your income will be forty thousand dollars. So it's no longer forty five thousand dollars. So you're you're gonna be paying less taxes uh, on the year you're gonna be contributing to RSP. Okay. However, okay. okay. However, once you take it out, once you're sixty five, the mm -hmm. government will charge you taxes. And even if you're not sixty five, let's say next year. Um, mm -hmm. You want to pull it out from your RSP. You really need cash. You have to pull it out. Mm -hmm. um, highly recommend not to do it because as soon as you pull it out, you lose that RSP deduction room. So you no longer be able to contribute that $5,000 back again to your RSP. You basically lose it. So okay. it is the last resort for anyone to actually take out uh, money from RSP unless it's two different other method that you can use or two different reasons. One was HBP that I told you, the home buyer's plan. If you want yeah. to buy a house and yeah. you qualify for a first-time home buyer, you can pull it out. Another mm -hmm. called life, uh, Lifelong Learning Plan, LLP. So mm -hmm. that you can also pull out uh, to, um, to pay your tuition fee and stuff like that. And you can withdraw up to $10,000. Uh, for so your education. Yeah, so this is okay. the two times uh, that you can pull out your RSP without actually affecting your RSP account and not paying any taxes um, at, at the same on the same year. Um, okay. Besides that, you will have to uh, pay taxes. So that's RSP mm -hmm. and TFSA. Uh, it doesn't give you a tax saving on that year. Um, okay. So what it does, any accumulation of wealth inside that TFSA account, any mm -hmm. dividend you receive, any capital gain you have after uh, selling your uh, shares, um, you, you don't pay taxes on those. And, okay. uh, and good thing about it is you are accumulating every year by year um, your wealth tax-free. So all the taxes that you are saving, that's also accumulating more. So the power of accumulation is really there. Let's say after... 10 years of contribu uh, of um, um, creating wealth. So, for example, mm -hmm. dividend, $5 dividend today, you get it. You know, mm -hmm. instead of you paying $1, let's say, uh, taxes, you invest that $1 again and you generate $1.25, for example. Mm -hmm. and next year, you have $1.25, and then you're going to be making $1.50 with that $1 here. So, this, this, this is called accumulation effect okay so you it can be really powerful uh if you don't have to pay taxes on the year um so now saying that uh there are certain things you also have to understand there is a limit how much you can actually contribute to both accounts okay so what are the limits yeah there is a limit so for tfsa uh, it's five thousand five hundred. It, it ranged from five thousand dollar to six thousand dollar. Let's say it like that. Every mm -hmm. year, the government tells you exactly how much limit everyone has on that year. Mm -hmm. And uh, for now, if I'm not mistaken, I think most people will have up to sixty thousand or sixty-five thousand dollar of limit. Uh, I mean, if you are, uh, if you haven't contributed to your TFSA. Okay. 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 So that's the, I think the maximum you can do, and okay. for RSP is twenty six percent of your income. 
and there's okay. a threshold of 26,000 something i need to look into that mm -hmm. so so that's the limit you can you can uh you can contribute to your rsp account and for every year once CRA sends you notice of assessment on mm -hmm. that there's a box explaining and telling you exactly how much limit you have on your rsp so you always know exactly how much room you have uh, to contribute towards your RSP. Okay. Okay, that's great. Okay, and and talking about that actually, and going back to the the home the first time home buyers plan, um, I, and I'm I might be wrong, and I kind of know how it works, but um, from what I understand is if people um kind of in uh, contribute to their RSP, um. Hmm whatever kind of tax benefits they get, they can like tax credit they get, they can kind of uh, use that when they're going to buy their first home, um, like using the home buyers, the first time home buyers plan. Do you kind of know how that works or really kind of like the details a little bit about it? Uh, about the HBP plan? Yeah. About the yeah. RSP plan? Okay. Yeah, sure. So basically the mechanism is like that. So let's say you have saved up $35,000 in your RSP account. Yes. And your main goal is to buy a house. So you haven't invested on anything. Let's mm -hmm. say, just to mm -hmm. keep it simple. So for that $35,000, let's say, um, if you have 15%, let's say, let's say you, you are on 20% uh, tax bracket. I don't know. Okay. What yeah. should be the? I can do a quick calculation to tell you exactly how mm -hmm. much you can save. Um, you'll be saving around let's say seven thousand dollar, right? Okay. Okay. On taxes. Okay. So, so you put you putting thirty five thousand dollar in a, on your RSP will save you another seven thousand um, dollar taxes, right? So yeah. now you should have. $42,000 cash, $35,000 on your RSP account and $7,000 cash on your whatever bank account, saving, checking, whatever, or TFSA, it doesn't matter. So mm -hmm. so now that $35,000 all of a sudden for last three, four years gave you $7,000 extra cash in your pocket that could have been gone and you could have uh, lost it to, um, to CRA. You to the government. have given that to CRA, but now you have it, right? So now okay. you have $42,000 to pay towards your uh, mortgage. Uh, oh, man, that's great. Uh, yeah, towards to, your, your down, payment. down payment. Okay, okay. So you pretty right. much just created that $7,000 from... Exactly, exactly. Okay. Ah, that's great. That's great. So um, I find that really useful, and I think a lot of people aren't really aware of that. So yeah. um, to all my listeners, guys, pay attention to this. Make sure you have a good accountant when you're going to be buying a house because they're also extremely useful in these situations like Tukbir is right now. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, also um, yeah. there there is some, some uh, like a rule of thumb. What account? Now you have TFSA and RSP, but like where do I invest first? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people don't understand or don't know what yeah. to do. Well, well, do would I you say contribute that? to TFSA or do I contribute to RSP first? So yeah. it, it all depends on your family situation and your total income. If okay. you're in a low income situation and mm -hmm. you know that your income is not signif going to significantly increase over the next four or five years, hopefully mm -hmm. it does increase. But let's say 
for argument's sake, you you know it's it's gonna be stabilized on that, and mm-hmm. you're gonna be on the lowest bracket. You should always go with TFSA. Okay, that will give you the maximum benefit because then with that money you're gonna be accumulating every year for next four, five, six years, and RRSP yeah. is not gonna help you that much in this kind of situation. Because okay. telling you that, let's say, let's say I'm someone on a low income bracket and they they uh, go on pension with low income hopefully mm-hmm. no one has to go there but yeah. let's say you go to pension with low income the yeah. government's uh, pension plan is always there to help you out so in That's that kind true. of situation if someone contribute to rsp and withdraw that money once you're 65 the government pension will reduce by almost same amount. Oh. So you rather so you rather invest that money on TFSA because once you withdraw money from TFSA, that's not your income. Yeah, that's just your cash, right? Your, your money. Yeah. But but RSP, if you withdraw money from RSP after you're 65, that's your income. So your income is going up. However, mm-hmm. government will reduce your uh, pension, so mm-hmm. you're gonna be equalizing almost. So it, there is not much benefit you're going to be getting uh, if you're on a lower side of the income bracket. Okay. And lower you're income? On a medium, medium middle-class family, uh-huh. on the other hand, you should mix and match. So some, some should go to RSP, some should go to TFSA. How okay. much you should put on RSP? That mm-hmm. amount that will bring down your income to the next lowest bracket. Okay. Right. So let's say yeah. $45,000 is the first bracket where you're yeah. going to be paying 15% tax federally. Yeah. Now you have $50,000 income. I would go with $5,000 putting on RSP. That mm-hmm. will give me almost 5% extra tax saving just because mm-hmm. I put $5,000 on RSP. Makes sense. So it, Makes it sense. put you down to the lowest bracket. And then... Okay. Anything left over will TFSA. go towards TFSA. Okay, makes perfect okay. sense. And if you're yeah. an upper income level person, someone with a lot of wealth and you're making a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, you should always max out on your RSP because as much as you put on RSP, your income will go down. So hopefully the bracket will come down by one or two fold. So okay. it's it, no, maybe not two, but let's say you whatever whatever you contribute mm-hmm. it will actually give you the maximum value for your dollar okay it'll it'll show a big difference when you're when yeah, you exactly. have a higher income because you're exactly. paying a lot more taxes yeah exactly makes sense. makes sense okay that makes sense so in terms of investing and rsptfsa i hope everybody understood how that works and how you guys can take it all right guys thanks a lot for tuning in to part one of the tax maximization episode uh, with abu bakar Chaudhry cpa on uh, next week i'm going to release the other half of the episode so you guys can learn more about Um, real estate and taxes and self-employed and taxes. So I hope you guys learned something of value from this episode. If you have further questions, feel free to reach out to me or Abu Bakar to really answer any of your questions concerning taxes. And don't forget, you only have about till April 30th to really finish off everything. If you found this episode of any value to you and you managed to learn something, please share it with at least three of your friends. Right now, a lot of people might be struggling with taxes or might have questions about this. So 
the more people that can listen to this episode, the more people can learn and, and really gain some sort of value. So that's it from me, guys. Godspeed.